Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. All right, folks, I need your help. I really need your help. I am coming to Bloomington, Indiana, like this week, and I really want to sell this out. Now, I know a lot of you are going to buy tickets at the door, and you're just going to walk up. Will you tweet me if you have purchased tickets, and will you tweet me if you're going to? At Jen Kirkman, please let me know, and I will be spreading the word. Now, if you have purchased tickets, can you post about it on your Instagram or your Twitter or your Facebook or whatever you use, whatever you kids use, and say, I'm going to see Jen Kirkman, and maybe you could put even a link up to the Comedy Addict's website or just at Comedy Attic. I, you guys are my best publicists. I'm not using a publicist for this particular weekend because there's not a lot of press you can do in and around that area, and uh, the Comedy Attic has a pretty good... Uh, thing that they do. So, but I just want to sell this out. So again, I'm there Thursday, May 10th, Friday, May 11th, and Saturday, May 12th, five shows total. I am personally selling merchandise after you can buy a book. I'll sign it for you. I've got really cool tour posters, uh, not tour posters, but posters that say I meditated, meditated today, motherfucker. I have tote bags that say I'm just a soul trapped in a body. It's going to be great. Bloomington, Indiana, Thursday, May 10th through Saturday, May 12th. I am not going to be anywhere else near that area this year. It's been three years since I've been to Bloomington. So please come back and support me. It is all new stuff that you haven't seen on Netflix. It is stuff you have not heard on this podcast. I promise, I promise you're going to fucking love it. Please come support me. JenKirkman.com. Click tour dates and you can find it there. Or you can call their box office, 812-336-5233. But please do tweet and all that stuff about it so that I can know that you're coming and I can help spread the word because I, I, I seriously believe this. There are some people who are going to sit home and they're going to go, oh, I love her comedy. I just don't want to leave the house. And when they see that other people are leaving the house, they're like, hey, that sounds like it could be fun. So you guys are my best publicists. Let's do this. And also a brand new show just got announced. I'm going to be working out new material in Brooklyn at Union Hall on July 22nd. It's a Sunday night, but I'm keeping it early for you, 7.30 p.m. We might have a special surprise guest pop in. And so it's only 15 bucks. It's actually $12, but it's 15 if you wait and get it at the door. But it only seats 100, and I don't think this is going to last very long. So that's on my website too, jenkirkman.com. Click tour dates. Come see me in Brooklyn because like I'm your neighbor now. I live there. But uh, that should be my last show in New York um, for the year. So come on down. I see the fun. seem fun podcast the diary of jen kirkman podcast i didn't say that correctly i seem fun the diary of jen kirkman podcast episode 233 coming at you well i know that i'm available now on spotify i have no idea how to do it because i don't have a spotify account but i know that if you like sign up and pay money and it's under shows and i hear that not every episode is available i don't fucking know but it's on spotify I'm sure every episode from now on will be. We are also on Google Play. We are on Libsyn. We are on 
obviously iTunes. Please subscribe on iTunes. Give this goddamn show five stars. And in the review, right, I don't even know how to use iTunes. Oh, and also we exist on SoundCloud. And SoundCloud is where you can listen to all the back episodes of this podcast, beginning with the first one that I did way back in 2013. Whew. I'm doing another advice with my friend Allison episode, so please send any quandaries, problems you have to our email address, iseemfun at gmail.com. I am part of the All Things Comedy Network. If you want some other podcasts to listen to, please go to allthingscomedy.com and support as many of these great podcasts as you can. You can follow me, Jen Kirkman, at Jen Kirkman on Twitter, at Jen Kirkman on Instagram. I am on Pinterest as Ms. Jen Kirkman, MS. Jen Kirkman. Um, that's where I put up pictures of my life in New York, my life in LA, um, home decor, not my own personal sometimes, but you know, in, inspiration boards. I still use Facebook for the uh, I Seem Fun fan page, facebook.com slash I Seem Fun podcast. So every episode I list up there and you can write what you think in the comment section. I feel you guys aren't communicating with me enough. So Every week I'm going to start announcing that the episode is up on my Instagram, so you can make comments on Instagram about what you liked, what you related to. You can send an email to iseemfunpodcast at gmail.com, and you can also uh, write it in the Facebook, but definitely, and Twitter, at iseemfunpodcast on Twitter. I need more followers there, and I need you to tweet at me. Need, need, need. I'm needy. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Talkspace and Quip. We will get to those in a minute. Whew, I'm sitting here at the Wing in New York City. I am a member of like a ladies club workspace and it's the best decision I ever made in my fucking life. I use it all the time. It's worth every fucking penny. Buck, 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 buck. Why am I swearing so much? And they have these cute little phone booth kind of things, um, like a soundproof little office area. So I am in here recording my podcast and I just couldn't be happier. Now, I don't know if other people suffer from the ADHD, but it's not about hyper children. It's it's a whole spectrum of the anxiety disorder spectrum. And there are some days when I'm just like, okay, I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to do this. And it's not that I can't focus. It's that I'm like, but this is at this time, and that would conflict with that. And then I don't know, and I can't organize, and I feel like every single thing is important, and I feel like I'm going to lose my mind, and it makes me just want to drop everything. And I just get overwhelmed, and then I start looking. It's it's like you can hear it in my voice. It's like, hey, hey, hey. And um, last night, I had heard that there's this awesome uh, documentary on Grace Jones. And I was like, well, she's a badass. I love her. I'd love to see a documentary on her. And so I bought a ticket for the 1245 showing today, which kind of cuts right in the middle of my day. Sort of screws some stuff up I wanted to do. Stuff I need to get done in Manhattan. There's stuff I need to get done in Brooklyn. Then I have to work on Monday, like like any other hard-working American. I don't have time to work on Mondays. I'm busy. See, live, laugh, love, lady. That doesn't make sense. That you don't, You're just repeating every... You're just... Now you're just trolling me, live, laugh, love, lady. Well, I wish I had time to see a documentary, but on weekends, I'm throwing food at my family. What do you mean you're throwing food at your family? The way that Donald Trump threw food through um, the paper towels at the Puerto Rican people, I throw, ca- I throw candy at my kids, but not candy. I throw fruit at them. That must be painful, taking an apple to the head. Well, no, I throw them those Welch's things. Okay, but that's not really fruit. That You might as well be throwing candy. I don't have time to criticize other mothers about what they do. Okay, well, I'm not a mother, so I'm not an other mother. Um, anyway, I know why the live, laugh, love lady is here, but she has followed me. Um, <clears throat> so I just walked out of the movie, and I feel so guilty because... I really want to know everything about her. But I was like, I don't have time to be here. I'm stressing out. I have to get a podcast recorded. I have to do this. I have to do that. And um, and this podcast doesn't even come out in two days. I've already recorded that one, but I needed, I need to be ahead, and this was the day I could do it, or else it's going to get dangerously close to next week, and we can't have that. Oh, I never walk out of movies. Usually that's such a statement, right? It's like, I didn't like it, or I'm offended, or it was just like, I'm I'm not enthralled, but I'm super into it, and I just don't have time. So that's what sucks, and I feel bad. 
But I will tell you this. I'm going to, when it becomes available on any of these streaming things, whether it's going to be on Netflix or I can rent it on iTunes, I will be doing that immediate malt. You know what I'm saying? Um, there were a lot of scenes of her in concert, which you would argue, well, isn't that better to see in a movie theater? It is, but I was seeing it in this little indie movie theater anyway, and, you know, um, have a nice big TV. So it's like, you know, I, 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 it's fine. Um, the thing is that the, the reason I think I, well, again, I was just so stressed. I didn't have another hour to sit there. I was like, what was I thinking? I thought it would be fun and inspiring and sort of a, a good way to, um, break up the day, but my day got started on the wrong foot. So I didn't get anything done before seeing the movie. And I was like, I can't, I can't with this. I can't with this. So, um, what was my point? Oh yeah. So I left and I felt so guilty and I was afraid the guy in the lobby would be like, what's going on? And I was going to have a whole lie that was like, Oh, you know, I just had nasal surgery and uh, I have a migraine and I just need to not be around people. And it's like, he doesn't care, but I just don't want him to be like, oh, you're not into it because you're not cool. You know, which is, it's the dumb, it's so stupid. Why would I even care? And I really don't care. And by the way, I just walked out in a hurry and nobody was like, wait, what's going on? Um, would I pay to go back and see the half I missed? I actually would, but I can't go to the rest of the um, screenings because they're at night and I'm working during, you know, like I can't, the one tonight is too late at night, I have to work in the morning and then the rest are during weekdays and I'm working. So work, 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 beep, 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 beep. Um, hang on one sec. I have to block someone on Twitter. Hang on. I know you're joking, but I fucking hate when men do this to me. It isn't funny, and it makes me feel other, like I'm just a woman who men want to make jokes about being in bed with. I have warned you before, gonna block, so I don't have to see this anymore. Okay, so here's the deal. There's this guy, Yanni, he like, not Yanni, the piano player, but Yanni. And, um, he tweets me all the time. It's, it's always like very innocent flirty jokes. I don't want any flirty jokes. Nobody flirt with me. Stop it. It's not something, if you would not say it to a male entertainer, do not say it to me. Unless I solicit something where I want a sexy, fun, joking answer with me, don't do it. Okay. I wrote, um, I just put up a picture of my podcast and said the new episode is up now. And he wrote, in bed with Jen, hell yeah, that does seem fun. I didn't write anything about being in bed. He must have read some old description of the show that says I sit in my bed and I podcast, which I do sometimes. I know it's just an innocent joke. It's just fucking annoying to see these dork guys' faces and their stupid sexual jokes. Like, I'm just over it because this isn't the first time. It's the 10 gazillionth. And I'm just so tired of men thinking they're funny. They're not, usually, unless you're professional. And uh, making these stupid jokes. It ruins it for all the other men, right? Because it just makes me mad at men in general because it just happens way too much and it only happens with one gender. And it's just like his cutesy little way, like he gets to reach out in that moment and I have to see his words to me about being in bed with me, you know, and it's a violation. It's not the same kind of violation as him, you know, attacking me in an alley, but it just, it's an eye vio. It's an eye vi, eye violation. Okay. I don't want to be eye vied. So I'm blocking him. Next I'm offended because you're dumb because I'm exhausted. I block because I'm exhausted, not because I'm offended. I'm going to put that, I'm going to tweet that. I block guys and their relentless, corny, 
flirty jokes, not because I am offended, but because I am exhausted. You think you're the first in my 43 years? Try the million. Stop ruining, stop ruining it for the normal dudes. That's how you got to put it to get the dudes on your side. And I also mean it. It's just like, stop. Okay. Um, so, so I asked you guys this week, oh, let me finish about the movie. But I asked you guys this week, what do you want to talk about? And um, some of you tweeted me the answers. And one girl wrote, jewelry. Why do we wear it? So weird. And then this guy wrote back to her, is this a joke? She sold jewelry. <laughs> I love you guys. Yeah, I was got my back. Um, someone wanted to talk about this week. Why are black people sticking up for Bill Cosby saying he doesn't deserve jail because the white women lied and he's old and blind? Okay. I'm not going to answer a question that starts with why are black people dot, 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 because that's an insanely racist stereotype that all of this entire race of people are sticking up for Bill Cosby. I don't know. It, it also signals to me this guy doesn't know any black women because my black women friends and Twitter friends and real life friends and women I follow on the internet, they're not sticking up for him. So check yourself and you can ask yourself that question of why are you saying stupid shit? Um, it's not a thing. Now, if you want to have a real discussion, there might be some people um, of color who are uninformed about this, just like there are white people completely uninformed about Bill Cosby. So I will say there are some people uninformed about Bill Cosby and they're ranting and raving. And for some reason, when you see a black person doing it, you think all black people are doing this. Maybe you're like, no, I've only seen black people doing it. I, then I, then you just dis, you just discovered a weird pocket in the universe, but that's not the case. A lot of people of all colors. Of course, then there's the other thing where uh, I was heartbroken as someone who does, you know, I'm, I'm white privilege. I'm not always, you know, I'm still learning, but I'm not overall a racist. Um, it breaks my heart for the 1980s, the, uh, you know, it was often said that in, in the same way that, that one of the very subtle reasons that Donald Trump could be seen as presidential is because he had a TV show where he sat behind a desk with a suit and tie going, you fight. And, um, you know, it, it, it's sort of like drilled it into people's head that he's a serious person, even though we know he's a moron. So, um, with Bill Cosby, a lot of people were, you know, you get your think pieces ready, you get your, uh, college essay ready. A lot of people thought that the Cosby show got in the minds of, you know, millions and millions of people who just, we're like, oh, there's a wealthy black family on TV. And, uh, cool. Like, that's, we're all, of course, I can picture him being a obstetrician. I can picture him being a president. Oh, now I have a black guy running for president. Like, that's not weird to me. You know, like, in a way, television can sort of do that to us. And so it was a positive um, role model kind of situation and a really great comic. And then we lose that and especially my friends who are in comedy and who are black, they looked up to him. Um, some didn't. I mean, not all my black friends, but I'm just saying it's the ones that did, part of it was because he was black like them. And it's really disappointing to lose a um, role model and to have their history um, tarnished. And, I, and uh, it really takes a statue down in a way. And it, and we're not able to use him so much as an example. And it sucks. And it's actually a very sad thing. Of course, the sexual harassment part and the victims and the way he treated them, and that's also sad. But the second sad part is, like, you fucking asshole. Like, you had to go and become the number one guy in America, and you knew what you were doing, and you have now tarnished your own legacy. And, the, and, and it just sucks. You've taken a role model away from many people. 
Okay, so I'm not going to answer that question, even though I just did. Okay, anyway, so I left the movie. I will rent it. I was just so out of it. But I will say this. If there's anything I didn't like about the movie, it's that in a documentary, usually there's some writing. Like, Grace Jones is a blah, 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 blah. This follows her as she's trying to make an album, blah, 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 blah. Um, it, you just go in cold. And sometimes she's in Jamaica with her family. Sometimes she's in a recording studio. You're like, wait, is that in Jamaica? Sometimes she's on the road at these big concerts like in France and in New York City. And you're like, wait, wait, wait. So how's the tour going? Like, is this bigger? Sorry, the hiccups. Or smaller crowds than she normally has. Is this... Like, what is happening? And there was just kind of no information. Like, even when they switched scenes, like, oh, suddenly she's in New York. They just had her in Paris. So I was trying to understand it. Um, she was really brilliant talking about certain things in her life. But I'm going to look up. Um, so it, it, there was a little bit to be desired for the directing and editing, I have to say. Um, but maybe it was something I should have read up on before I went in. I also didn't know what year it was because... She looks young no matter what, and I know it wasn't like the 80s, but, and she was using a flip phone, but I was like, well, she's also in Jamaica, and maybe there's some kind of like, like, I, I don't know, flip phone thing where she's, doesn't like flip phones, or when she travels, she just uses one, you know, like, that's what I was trying to say, like, so I didn't really understand, um, I liked the, the quiet silence. Um, I liked knowing about her humanity and that's what the New York times said. Um, her heart, her art has thrived in physical candor. That's shocked people redrew the boundaries of taste, beauty, eroticism around her masculinity, unrelenting intensity. She's an iconoclast. And I imagine the downside is that you never get to be a human being. So yeah, you get to see her like hanging with her family and talking about being abused um, growing up and how she became her abuser and her stage show was so scary and all this stuff and it's beautiful. Um, it's her like trying to get, yeah, but I don't know what year they're fucking taping her. Um, oh, the director began filming Miss Jones. Okay. This isn't a career retrospective or a treatise on the importance and wide influence of Grace Jones. Um, it's all verite. The director, Sophie Fiennes, finds, begin filming Ms. Jones in the mid-2000s and simply observes her on stage and off. She follows her home to Jamaica, where the diva mellows almost unconsciously into a daughter, sister, and parishioner. She watches her record her 2008 album, Hurricane, and become a grandmother. Um, the Ms. Jones was in her mid-50s when the movie finds her and turns 70 next month. Wait, how is she 70 already? 2008 wasn't 15 years ago. I'm confused. Okay. Um, a lot of it feels caught on the fly. Yeah, I mean, and I get that the director had a style and she's great. I just was like, oh, I, I need to be eased into this. Can I have some things I can read on the screen because I'm a big dum-dum? Um... We're not given any kind of chronology. We're left to guess about what year it is or what city the shows are in. Okay, at least I'm not the only one crazy. It's the New York Times. But concepts of time, space, and location might actually be besides the point when your movie stars a Grace Jones who's determined to look inward the way she does on Hurricane, the most personal and autobiographical of her albums. Okay, true that. And the music's great. Um, we watch Ms. Jones ruminate about the source of all that scariness and in intimidation in her stage persona. It's her abusive stepfather, and he's got a hold on her still, not literally. Um, this particular return to Jamaica has stirred up a lot from her, for her. So it's really good. But, um, yeah, what was actually really cool was, and it kind of reminded me of my Netflix special, Just Keep Living, filmed at the Bowery Ballroom. It looks like this my special looks like this big, beautiful theater. And if you saw the Bowery Ballroom without all the stuff they did to it, you'd be like, oh my God, this shithole. And so there's sometimes when you're watching Grace Jones and, and they show her on stage and it looks like she's in like a giant 
Coliseum and, you know, like ceiling to floor lighting, crazy, crazy. And then they show it from her point of view. And it's like a small three tier, like maybe 1500 seat theater. And you're like, oh, weird. It just, it's beautiful um, stage stuff. Anywho, it's great. And if you like Grace Jones, you're just like, I'm enthralled watching her do whatever. But I, it was just, I just, I couldn't sit still. So I had to leave, but I will be watching the rest. Um, okay. When I ask you guys questions, I can tell that some of you don't listen to my podcast. Someone's like, why do we need an Ikea, a food court in Ikea? I'm not trying to like, I'm just at, like, I don't know because people spend the day there and they bring their kids. Like, I, that's not, to, I can't riff on that. Um, so, okay. Drugs and slut shaming and your unpopular opinions. Okay, so I'm just getting trolled by people. Uh, so I'm just going to block everybody. Um, why are people that don't even follow me and that aren't listening to my podcast sending me things? It's really annoying. Okay, that shows me I cannot tweet stuff about my podcast from my personal account. God, Twitter is so fucking weird. Anyway, who cares? Um, I was just walking down the street in New York singing Life on Mars. I love that they've changed the uh, Broadway Lafayette stop into like a David Bowie thing. But I'm walking down the street with like a hat and sunglasses on. <laughs> and I just kind of sing to myself and I'm like, I'm like, can they hear me? Yeah. Is there life on Mars? And I think people are just staring and I think they're like, okay. I mean, they don't know it's me. Like, I'm not recognizable anymore. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't believe how I never get, like, to the point where, like, this whole place, this whole the wing is, like, run by millennial women. And I check in, they're like, Jen Crickman? What is it? Jennifer? I'm like, it's not Jennifer, it's Jen Kirkman. Okay, like, what is it? Crickman? I'm like, okay, you should know me, and you should know my comedy. And so then they have this, like, whole lady kind of books, like, huge sec, huge library here of, like, books you can borrow, and it's only written by women. And I'm like, I wrote two books. Um, I'm an author. Uh, I'd love to donate some of my books here. And they go, that's amazing. You wrote books? Like, I'm like... Yeah, no, I'm, like, a middle-aged, like, New York Times bestseller. Like, they were saying it as though, like, I just, like, scribbled something on a piece of paper and called it a book. I was like, yeah, like, and they're like, well, when they're published, I'm like, no, they're published. They've been out for years. They're like, oh, well, we'll have to see if they're right for us. I'm like, okay, well, you can look on Amazon. i give you the link right now, like, or I can bring the books in, but they're, like, feminist books and stuff. And they're like, okay, yeah, we'll just make sure they're right for us. And congratulations again on having books. I'm like, it's just a weird thing to say to someone. It's like, well, yeah, I guess it's congratulations on your job too. Like it's, a, I don't know. I, I can't explain it. You'd have to be in my business um, to get how weird it is when people younger than me say things. And I'm like, okay. Um, what's the deal with people just giving dry toast now? No butter? Is that a thing? Is that a millennial thing? What's happening? What's happening with that? They look so confused. And I'm like, is there butter for this? And they're like, um, I don't know if we have butter. I'm like, well, it's a restaurant with breakfast food. So I just thought maybe. Now, I know you're going to go, avocado toast. I don't know why the millennials are getting shit for avocado toast. First of all, it's an Australian thing. And it's been around forever. I've been eating avocado toast in Australia for well over 10 years. Um, I'm so glad it's here in America. And it's not just something millennials like. And who fucking cares if they do? I don't understand that whole thing. But what I don't... So that has nothing to do with why there's no butter. I just think, um, I don't know. It's something I've experienced a lot. And again, I'm a cheating vegan. I don't eat dairy, but, uh, once in a while, if I get butter at a restaurant, I do, I mean butter. If I get toast at a restaurant, I do ask for a little butter. Um, oh God. Oh, also everyone I know is like, it's so cute that you call it a warm up. When I'm drinking coffee, like at a diner, um, and somebody goes, do you want more? I'm like, yeah, can I just get a warm-up? Meaning pour the hot coffee in on top of what I already have. 
Not a refill, because that's a whole other situation. Just a warm-up. And everyone's like, what's that? I'm like, what? Didn't any of you ever waitress in the fucking 80s in Massachusetts? Okay. Because I worked as a waitress all the time in the 80s and the 90s, uh, late 80s, early 90s. You come around with the pot. Anyone want to warm up? Oh, no, I worked at Deli House in Kenmore Square. Anybody? Anybody? Any old punk rockers out there? In Boston? Um, yeah, because I went to get my hair did at this place. And uh, they're like, do you want coffee? I'm like, yeah, that'd be great. Throw a little almond milk, throw a little sugar. Great. She hands it to me. You know, I'm holding on to it for an hour, sipping it. It takes me forever to drink a coffee. She's like, do you want more? I was like, actually, can you just warm it up? She's like, we don't have a microwave. I'm like, no, a warm up. Like, can you just like, you've got hot coffee, right? She's like, yeah. I'm like, can you just pour some more in here? She's like, do you want a whole new one? I'm like, no, I really don't. It's the perfect cream and sugar. I just, just put, just like take the coffee and just pour it in. Pretend it's an empty cup. I, I literally had to say, so pretend this cup is empty and pretend I just asked you for a black coffee. Just pour it in the cup. And she was like, okay. And she came back and get, brought me a black coffee. And I was like, okay, I cannot and I will not with this, but I guess I have to because, because I don't know what's happening. Kids, kids. So somebody corrected me. Uh, she wrote in, I did not keep her name. Jen, in, in this week's episode, so this must've been a couple episodes ago, you took issue with a reader who wrote for a while. I felt because a while was spelled as two words instead of one, a while. That writer was correct. No, 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 no. See, people correct me. In the right. I didn't say that. They wrote a while as one word, A-W-H-I-L-E, and I said it's two words. I don't know that a while is one word, so I wouldn't have said that. Does that make sense? And she says, if the phrase uses the word for, then you do use the article a for the noun while. When a while, an adverb is used, it does not take the preposition. I stopped there a while, or I stopped there for a while are both correct, but not I stopped there for a while, incorrect. Um, and then she gave me all the things. And I wrote her back on Gmail, oh, I'll clear it up. But now I'm like pissed because I'm reading it out on. I'm like, no, 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 no. The writer wrote a while as all one word. And I was like, you didn't do that for a while. That's not a thing. It's two words. So while the woman is correct, who corrected me by saying sometimes you do use it as all mushed together one word, that what I corrected was correct. She wasn't listening. So I can't take it. Nobody fucking listens to anybody anymore. Literally nobody listens. I had this one woman write in and God bless her. She was a sweetheart. She said, I am so sorry you had such a bad experience in Houston. I thought the show was great. I'm like, I literally didn't say that. I said over and over, it was my best show of the tour. I got a standing ovation. The only place that I got a standing ovation, Boston, my hometown, 1100 seat theater. I came out singing, we are family. You really didn't give me a standing ovation at the end. I will never let you live that down. I didn't get a standing ovation at the end of my Netflix special taping in New York city. Really? Are you fucking kidding me? But Houston, where I had the most Trump supporters gave me a standing ovation. Okay. Okay. What I said was it was disappointing ticket sales. I still had hundreds of people there, but it wasn't full. It was one of the venues that I said, I'm going to do a bigger venue because I haven't been to Houston in so long. And I've been hearing from people that they want me to come to Houston. And I was going to go anyway, because again, you know, I don't take requests, but I was like, I at least remembered, I've heard so much asking me to come to Houston that I'm confident I can sell out 500 seats. And I didn't because the Yankees were playing your Houston Houstons that night. Rockets, whatever they are. I don't email me, I don't care. But that's what I was saying is sometimes when you tour, you book something eight months in advance. I don't know what teams are gonna be in the playoffs and or the or the World Series. And uh, so we had that situation. And a lot of people last minute <coughs> who normally would have been walking up to buy tickets did not because of the sports thing. And especially when it's a huge sports thing like that, even if you don't like sports, you might not be at the stadium, but your friend might be like, I'm having a Houston's thing baseball party. And you're like, I'll go. That's fun. So that's what I was saying. I had nothing to, the audience was the biggest delight, but I get a ton of emails where I'm like, that's not what I said. Oh God, you guys, I'm so irritable today. What is it? What is it? 
Uh, somebody said travel-related peeves. They can't get enough. Well, I haven't been traveling lately um, because I've been at my job in New York. You know, I've been flying back and forth from L.A. to New York. Um, I guess my travel-related peeve is... So I fly JetBlue first class, like, exclusively when I go from L.A. to New York. Now, before you go rich, bitch, sometimes the production you work for pays for it because it's a, a, a standard thing for the unions, uh, both AFTRA and Writers Guild. The other thing is I have points with JetBlue, and I've been gathering them for years. So I get... Uh, I just... I do mint every time. And I usually do crazy flight hours. Like, I left at... I had a flight that left at 5.45 a.m. And uh, I know that they serve breakfast and the food's great. But it was one of those things where it takes like an hour and then they serve it. And I was thinking, well, what if I get on the plane and go to sleep right away in my little lay down bed? And then after like three hours, I wake up and eat. So the guy comes over. It's just like it's more miscommunication stuff where I'm like, I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. Like, stop second guessing me because you think you're giving me good customer service and just please listen to what I'm fucking saying. Guy comes over. Hi, Miss Chen. I am is like blah 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 blah. Okay, great. He's like, Can I offer you the menu? I said, I have a question. I want to sleep for a couple hours uninterrupted and then I want to eat. Is that a thing where I can order now and then you'll know what I want? And then when I wake up, I can call you over and you can bring it. And he was like, oh, yes, well, I can let you sleep through the whole flight, but we do have to uh, eat an hour before landing. I'm like, well, I don't want to sleep the whole flight. I said, just a couple hours. I go, what time are you serving food anyway? He's like, oh, it's, it's okay. You don't have to eat with everyone else. I go, no, 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 I'm just trying to figure something out. What time do you serve? I was like, he couldn't understand what I was saying. I was like, I want to eat, but if I have to stay awake for an hour in order to eat, I'd rather maybe lay down and sleep before I eat because I don't like to eat and then just lay down. That's all I was trying to say to him. He could not understand it, so I said, you know what? Just serve me when you serve everyone else. And he said, okay. So I'm sitting there watching a movie, and he comes over and he goes, would you like to go to sleep now or do you want your food? I'm like, no. Okay, that's not what I fuck. The food, get me the food. I mean, I'm going fucking crazy. So I'm watching a movie on the plane. Um, what movie was it? Oh, about the kidnapping of. Oh, I didn't finish watching it. I need to rent that. The kidnapping of the guy, the rich guy, and uh, Michelle Williams was in it. It's called All the Money in the World, but I forget who they were kidnapping. Not Hearst. But, you know, some Italian fancy man, and they were kidnapping his grandson, but there was some question of if the grandson was in on it or not. Anyway, whatever. Enjoying that movie. Did fall asleep. Okay, what else? What I hate is when the pilot comes on to talk about a credit card offer, and you're watching the movie, and it stops the movie, and you can't hear it because you... That is so obnoxious that I can't even take it. And so when the flight attendant comes over and goes, how's your flight? I go, good, but they shouldn't do that credit card thing. Oh, I'm sorry that bothered you. I'm like, I'm not bothered. I'm just, you asked for feedback, like I'm telling you, pass that along. And then they give a cookie at the end, like a nice one all wrapped up from like a real nice cookie place. And he goes, a cookie for free leave? I go, no. And he goes, you might want it later. I go, no, actually I don't eat like sugar on that kind of stuff. Like I can't, I'm sorry. And I was like feeling so sick from my nasal surgery, like it had only been 10 days and I was just like, I was eating really healthy because I was so tired and my white blood cell count is low and I'm anemic. It's just like, I'm not fucking around with like shit food right now. And he was like, or for a loved one, I'm like, you know what, mind your business, a loved one. I'm going to check in my Airbnb and I'm going to fucking unpack and go to the grocery store. Like... Not a loved one. I'm not getting off a plane and some guy is meeting me and I'm going to make out with him and hand him a cookie. Like, mind your business. Mind my, I'll mind my life and what I do to my loved ones and give them, and you mind your business, okay? I just, it's too much. It's too much trying to be helpful when what would be helpful is leave everybody alone. Just leave us alone. You die. I don't want a cookie. I don't want it. 
I'm sorry, I don't know if you have a cookie quota, but I don't want it. I don't want it. And I know they get confused. I know it can, can be confusing because I did put some sugar in my coffee. And I think there was like a little tasting thing that had a little chocolate in it or something. It's like, yeah, I'll do that. But then I want more, you know, and controlling myself here. Sir, that is a travel-related peeve that's not even that fucking good. But it's like, it is that thing of like, the more you're paying for something or the, the fancier it's supposed to be, the more the talking is happening. And I'm like, this is not helping my experience. I'm, yeah. And I always notice I'm so much older than everybody waiting on me or working at a place that I just feel like the old lady who's like, you guys, sometimes... Like, even in hotels, like, when the people are so young behind the counter, they don't stay in fancy hotels or hotels that much. And so they don't know what a grown-up wants from a hotel because to them it's like, I'll sleep in a room with three people, woo, party. And if I'm like, hey, the music that you have blaring at the pool is, the speaker is facing my window, you know I've gone through this before, they're like, oh, like, is that bad? I'm like, yes, when you're 43, it's bad. This is boring. This is so boring. So boring. Um, somebody said interior decorating talk. Oh, girl. Okay, so I don't know what was happening, but my design home app. Do you guys know this? That game design home? It was on my phone, and it was going really slow, and I was like, fuck, it's maybe my phone. It's So I took it off my phone, and I put it on my iPad, and it was still going slow, and I'm like, ah, like really slow to where like you click something, and then you have to hold. It was like dial-up. So I just put it back on my phone and now it's going really fast again and everything's great. But on this game design home, just imagine like they give you a challenge. They're like this couple, I mean, it's not real people, but they make up, you know, this couple is going to, uh, oh, you know what? This couple's going to couples therapy. Jen, what are you talking about? That's not part of the game. No, it's not. I just, I just realized (laughs) That you can decorate your house all you want. But first, you got to interior design your life. Does that make sense? First, you have to make sure your insides are taken care of. And that is why I am so happy that Talkspace is our loyal sponsor of years. My God, I love you, Talkspace. I hope everyone out there in I Seem Funland is really taking advantage of it. Now, you can go to Talkspace.com slash Jen right now as I'm talking. And you can read, not read along, because I'm not, I'm not reading what's on the site, but you can look at all the special offers that Talkspace has for my listeners and you can get a sense more of what Talkspace is. Because if you sign up now, you get $45 off of your first month of Talkspace with code Jen. Talkspace is licensed online therapy. It is effective, it is convenient, it is affordable. And there's a cute little video that you can watch too. Um, it's been featured on CNN, The Wall Street Journal, Huffington Post, Forbes, Mashable, Yahoo, Today, and Fox. Now, there's over 2,000 licensed therapists. They are experienced professionals. They go through a rigorous training process and vetting process. So if you have a phone or you have a computer, then you can go to therapy anytime you want. That is what Talkspace is about. It's therapy for how we live today, Okay. There's no commutes. There's no judgments. Again, Talkspace.com slash Jen. Use code Jen to get $45 off your first month, and it shows your support for this podcast. If you can't fit another appointment into your life with Talkspace, it's as easy as sending your therapist a message, which is amazing. No commutes, no leaving the office. To match with your perfect therapist, again, go to Talkspace.com. It is typically 80% cheaper than face-to-face therapy, and there are several payment options to choose from. Uh, Many people have been saying that they're showing an improvement after just a few weeks, and it is convenient. You can talk whenever and wherever, web, mobile, without scheduling or traveling or worrying about privacy. Everything is secure. They, They securely store all the client communication. They undergo regular security audits. Their therapists adhere to strict professional and ethical codes, and it's stigma free. 50% of users would not have sought therapy if it weren't for Talkspace, which is 100% confidential and private. No one has to see you leaving the office. Where's Mary going every day? Every Tuesday at 2, Mary leaves. Where's she going? So I'm a big fan. So listen, doesn't matter what your house looks like. Get your inside house in order. Talkspace.com slash Jen. And imagine having a beautiful home filled with beautiful things and your teeth stink. 
That's right. You get bad breath. You get teeth you ain't brushing. You guys have got to get Quip because I use it. I don't usually, uh, you know, I don't usually uh, talk up things unless I truly believe in them. And I love Quip. It is basically as if Apple designed uh, a toothbrush. So here's the deal. Oh, for fuck's sake. Hang on, you guys. Hang on, you guys. Hang on. This isn't the ad yet. I mean, it is the ad, but it isn't the ad. Okay. Here's what you're going to do right now. You're going to go to getquip.com slash fun right now. G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash fun. And you're going to get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. So you're like, what are you even talking about? I'm going to tell you what I'm talking about. When it comes to your health, brushing your teeth is one of the most important parts of your day. Quip knows that. They've combined dentistry and design to make a better electric toothbrush. It packs just the right amount of vibrations into a slimmer design. I can vouch for that. It's a very slim and cool design, and I have one in rose gold. It looks fantastic in your bathroom. At a fraction of the cost of bulkier traditional electric brushes. And the guiding pulses, they alert you when to switch sides when you're brushing, which is great. It comes with this cute little mount that suctions to your mirror, and then it unsticks again, and you can use it as a cover for hygienic travel anywhere, whether it's your gym or your carry-on. But it comes in a subscription plan. You know how your dentist is always like, change your toothbrush every three months. You're like, I totally do. And then if you really knew how little you change it, you'd be like, three months has gone by already? So... Every three months, you get new brush heads for just $5, and that's free shipping worldwide, folks. They also have their own toothpaste, and Quip is backed by a network of over 10,000 dental professionals, including dentists and hygienists, and it got named by Time Magazine as one of the best inventions of the year. It starts at just $25, and then if you go to getquip.com fun, you get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash fun. 75% of us don't refresh our bristles every three months, let alone visit the dentist every six. That's why you need Quip. They do the thinking for you, okay? And the toothpaste tastes fresh. It strengthens your teeth. It gives your mouth a minty feeling. I'm telling you, I use it. You'll love it. It's been called the Apple and Tesla of toothbrushes. Anyway. So I'm using my, if you guys don't know what Design Home is, so it's this app you download and you design rooms. Now, it's free, but every once in a while, like, it's connected to your iTunes account and, you know, you need these, like, coins in order to buy more furniture to design your little fake homes with. So if you run out of coins, or they call them, they're they're actually diamonds, if you run out of diamonds... It'll connect you to the iTunes store and go, do you want to buy a bundle of diamonds for $5? You're like, sure. So like every once in a while, you throw some cash at the thing. But the game in and of itself is you're, you're looking at this thing and you read this description. This couple just went on a honeymoon and they want to decorate their home to look like the tropics. Design a tropical living room for blah, blah, blah. They write all these little stories. When I first found the game, I thought it was actually designing for people and entering a contest. I'm that stupid. I was like, this is so cool. I hope Fred and Mary pick mine. There's no Fred and Mary. So what will happen is they'll say, you need to use three um, glass items. And so the game won't let you submit your design if you don't use all of the required things. And then they have, like, you you don't get to decide where you put the couch and chair. Everything is... In the place it should be, you just have to decide what colors to use, what goes together. It gets harder. It's hard when you first start because you don't have a lot of furniture to work with, and it gets harder as you get more into the game and you've been winning more furniture and all that because now you just have a lot of choices. But anyway, what you do is so you'll click on a chair and you'll decide, do I want a tropical-style chair? Do I want a modern chair? Whatever. You can shop by brand because they actually use real brands, so I'll explain that in a minute. So let's say I pick a tropical chair and I want to put it there. It'll say, oh, you've chosen a um, Kathy Kuo home chair, and she's a real designer and she sells furniture. 
so what there it's actually like a big advertisement so like now when I go places like I'll go to a hotel and I'll be like oh my god the stools in the hotel lobby are are they're on design home oh my god it's like I'm seeing a celebrity like if you saw Brad Pitt walking down the street I'm like oh my god those stools they're, they're in design home though I know I've seen those I get all excited so basically what you're doing is you're you're furnishing your little fake home on your app with actual furniture that exists in the world. So if you wanted to, you could click into that particular stool and you could read about it. Oh, it's called the Denver Sunset Leather Stool from whatever furniture designer, apartment 2B, you know? And then you get to know the names of furniture and who sells them and, and all that. It's like oddly exposing you constantly to the name of designers the cost of their furniture, and it puts the actual cost, like 40 bucks or whatever. Um, so you're actually using your fake money in the game to purchase these things at the cost that they are in real life. Um, so when you're doing it, though, and people don't know what it is, if you're looking over someone's shoulder and they're designing a room and then you go to this like warehouse and you click on this couch that's $10,000 and you put it in your game, people think you're spending $10,000 on a couch like you're just online shopping. But really what you're doing is in the game, you know, a $10,000 couch is worth 30 diamonds. You know, it's like that kind of thing. So um, you're not actually using your money, if that makes sense. So I was on a plane once and this woman was like, wow, you make decisions quickly. I was like, well, it's a game. She's like, she really was like, I don't mean to be rude, but like, that's, that's a lot of money that fast. I go, oh, do you know this game? She's like, no. I go, oh, I didn't really just spend $10,000 on a couch. Like that, this is a fake world. And she's like, oh, so that you didn't just buy that? I'm like, in the game I bought it, but not in real life. No, because it's not connected to your bank account or anything. I go, no. And nobody gets it. And she just kind of looked at me side eye, like she doesn't believe me. Like, there's some rich bitch next to her just like, I don't know, I'm on a plane on the runway. Let's see. Oh, I like this couch. Boom, 10 grand. Just bought it. You know, I, th those things usually take a little more thought. Um, but what's driving me crazy right now is I had this, um, when I was writing my pilot, The Mighty Quinn, which didn't get made into a show, um... This woman I work with, who is one of my producers, was like, I love using this, it's called like unicorn putty. And she's like, I just like need it in my hands when I'm stressed. But she uses it at work, but I was working from home. And she sent me some and I started like doing it and it has sparkles in it. And you really can't put it down anywhere except back in its tin can that it comes in. And I just like put it on my couch because it wasn't like I was rubbing it into the couch and it just started like absorbing into the couch and it just completely has this like giant spot on it now. And I had my couch, um, cleaned professionally and it's still there. So I'm going to need a new couch, which is fine. Cause it was like an inexpensive couch and I've had it for, you know, like four years, which isn't a long time, but it's like, it's fine. It's like it's brand new and was a million dollars, but it's just stressful y'all because I'm like, Oh, that sucked. I could have been smarter about that whole sitchy ditchy, but, um, that's okay. I think we're going to get through this as a family, as an ICM fun family, but luckily I'm not there right now anyway, but I am looking at my favorite website, urban home, and I'm seeing a sectional that I want. And I'm noticing that urban home has really stepped up the pace. And, uh, it looks like the property brothers now have some kind of deal with urban home. So, I'm just saying, um, good for urban home. I haven't, I haven't furniture shopped in a while. I really just want to start over completely. I just want to like move. I keep like, I look at home design stuff all the time. So, you know, I don't follow people I know on Instagram anymore. I just follow home designers and stuff like that. And, and I love everything gold, black, and white. I just love gold, black, and white and fuzzy things. And I just want to redo my whole place so that it looks like that. And I can't. I mean, I can. But I literally have to, like, spend so much money that it would be stupid to not put that money towards, like, owning property, you know. But my dream is, like, could someone just move my apartment 
and make it into what I want it to look like. Even though I like my apartment, but um, yeah, every once in a while I'm just like, uh. but I'm in that mode where I'm like, I'm not neurotic too much about changing things around in my apartment because, um, you know, I'll just, I'll just move someday. Um, I don't really want to buy anything in LA though, but I don't know. We'll see. It's, now I'm getting stressed out. Who asked me this question? Why is everybody stressing me out? I just want to hire an interior designer to redecorate my apartment, which is crazy because it's a fucking apartment. Like I'm renting it. It's not supposed to be like I'm putting a million dollars into this stuff. But sometimes I can just get obsessive. Like I need to move right now, but I love my neighborhood and I love where I live. Um, so I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, okay. Well, thanks for stressing me out with that one, listener. Is this the most boring episode ever? You know it kind of is. Um, I've just never left a movie. I'm still blown away. I feel like I just did something really, really bad. Okay, someone wanted me to talk about the MIT is releasing a mind-reading headset. Huh. I know I haven't really looked into it that much. Um, so, let me just see what I think about that. Um, let me just see what I think about that. I love when you look up things like luxury apartments and you're like, this isn't fucking luxury. This is disgusting. This is disgusting. Um, Anyway, I feel like I want to move. I feel like I want to move in my building into like a new place. Um, what was I going to say? What was I going to Sorry, I'm like literally just looking at the Urban Home website now because I'm a dick. Um, why is that so cheap? Oh, I love that. Oh, see, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, people. I can't be doing this right now. I can't be doing this right now. Okay, so anywho, um, I, look it. When I'm at work, I'm really busy. A lot of my job, <clears throat> I find that I'm researching different things a lot. And, and then um, I'm, you know, working on my own projects. And then... I'm like reading a lot of books lately, which I love doing on the subway. And so I'm reading a lot less like every single article that comes out, but I do save them a lot. But I see the headlines and it's like MIT mind reading headset lets you control a computer with your thoughts. And I'm like, I, I can't. I, I sort of put that in the back of my head, but somebody wants me to talk about it. So let's, let's discover what it is together. First of all, it looks hideous. The alter ego headset being developed at MIT would allow users to communicate with their devices completely hands and voice free. Why? Who cares? Everyone's obsessed with hands, well, hands-free, I get it, voice-free, what? Okay, so this is what the article says. It's from LiveScience.com. Regardless of whether your mouth is moving right now, you are talking to yourself. As you read these words, the muscles in your larynx, jaw, and face are fluttering with quick, imperceptible movements, sounding out the words so you can actually hear them in your head. This kind of silent speech is called subvocalization, and unless you're a speed reader who has trained yourself out of this habit, you're doing it all day every time you read or even imagine a word. So now, MIT researchers want to use those subvocalizations to decode your internal monologue and translate it into digital commands. I don't like this. Using a wearable augmented intelligence headset called Alter Ego. According to a statement from the MIT Media Lab, the device would allow users to send silent commands to the headset simply by thinking of a word. A neural network would translate the muscle movements to speech and do the user's bidding, totally hands and voice free. The motivation for this was to build an IA device, an intelligence augmentation device, said a graduate student, la 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 la. Our idea was, could we have a computing platform that's more internal, that melds human and machine in some ways and that feels like an internal extension of our own cognition. No! Because what if you think something that you're not supposed to be thinking, and it, do you know what I mean? And uh, 
A promotional video accompanying the news release shows a student going about his daily routine while wearing the headset, using silent commands to navigate through a TV menu, check the time, tally up prices in the supermarket, and apparently cheat at the game Go. I, what, come on, no talking? I mean, I guess it's good if you, uh, like, literally have problems speaking or, you're, or people who are mute or something, then I think this could be a great medical breakthrough, but I don't want all of us sitting there doing, I just think it leads to, my, I don't know, it just it can't be good. It can't be good. Like when Facebook became for everybody, it can't be good. Right now we know. So how does it work? Let's say you want to ask alter ego what time it is. First, you think the word time. As you do, muscles in your face and jaw make micro movements to sound out the word in your head. Why don't you just look at your fucking watch? How about that? Keep it simple. Electrodes on the underside of the alter ego headset press against your face and record these movements, then transmit them to an external computer via Bluetooth. Oy, 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 I'm, I'm exhausted. A neural network processes these signals the same way a speech-to-text program might and responds by telling you the time, 10.45. I'm sure it happens faster than how they just had to explain it, but it can't. In another twist, alter ego includes no earbuds. Instead, a pair of bone conduction headphones Resting against your head sends vibrations through your facial bones into your inner ear, effectively letting you hear alter ego's responses inside your head. So, yeah, this guy looks like he's almost got like a giant cast around the side of his jaw. First of all, I can already see my skin breaking out in that area. Third of all, welcome to jaw cancer because there's radiation, I'm sure. I'm sure there isn't and people will email me. I'm just an old lady, so I'm like, we don't need this bullshit. An early test of the technology showed promising results, MIT said, in a small study, blah, blah, blah. Okay, we basically can't live without our cell phones or digital devices, said a professor, but at the moment, the use of those devices is very disruptive. My students and I have, for a long time, been experimenting with new form factors and new types of experience that enable people to still benefit from all the wonderful knowledge and services these devices give us, but do it in a way that lets them remain in the present. How can you remain in the present? If you're, if you're trying to talk to your computer with your mind, but you can't listen in class, and I, I, I'm going to watch the little video. We're going to watch this together. I'm going to see what happens. I don't really understand what's happening. Okay, so this kid is putting his dumb thing around his jaw and he looks like an idiot and he's sitting there on his bed and he's just staring at the television but the tv he's like on a smart tv so it's he's picking um something and so now he's walking alone and he's transmitting he's transmitting what time is it and this thing's saying it's 10:43. so he has to walk around with this giant thing on his face and he's thinking, what time is it? And then a thing goes 10.43. Well, you look at your watch, and you don't have to have a fucking stupid-ass thing on your face. I just think it's weird, because how can you totally control... You have to really, like, hunker down and be like, time. And, and, and what about if your mind's wandering, and I just don't like it. Or you accidentally are thinking about someone you have a crush on, and then it, like, looks up... Like, like a perfect example. Oh, my God, I just spilled coffee. A perfect example, and this is the analog version of this or the non-technology version of this, but years ago, oh my God, when was this? 2011. My friend sent me up with this guy. And she's like, oh, he's a musician. He plays in this band. I'm like, oh, great. So uh, and I look it up, and I'd met him before at her house. She'd had like a little get-together. He lived in her building. And I was like, oh, yeah, he's the cutest. He's so sweet. Um, didn't work out. He's still like a casual friend, but I looked up him playing music on YouTube. I wanted to see what it was. I was like, oh, this is great. Um, I'm not going to go into more details, but so that was on my laptop. So, I mean, this is so ridiculous. I can't even believe this story. Um, I met him after work, um, after my job, and we went to this wine bar and had a drink. And then there was some, like, special event at the wine bar, but got crazy crowded, whatever. He lived around the corner. This wasn't, like, a perv thing. Like, nothing happened that night. But he was like, oh, I can open a bottle of wine at my house, but I'll be great. So 
I just like had my bag there and I was, we were talking about something and I was like, have you ever seen the thing on YouTube? You know, like some, like, Oh, some old clip of like family feud or something. He's like, no, I haven't. I'm like, Oh my God, you have to see it. I'm like, you know what? I was just looking at, it. I'll just pull it on my laptop. Cause my bag was like right near the couch. Otherwise we'd have to like get up. He had a desktop. Um, and I forgot that the last thing I watched was his band and like him doing something solo because I was just trying to like do some recon on this guy. And I opened my computer to YouTube and it's just like him playing. And I'm like, oh my God, so what's happening? And I like, it's almost like I said nothing. I just acted like it was, I literally still can't believe that I'm able to walk around the earth because it was so embarrassing. So imagine like if you're watching a movie and you're like on a date with some guy and you put your weird thing around your jaw and he's like, Hey, can you call up, um, Netflix, let's watch, um, Game of Thrones. And then you think that in your head, but what you're thinking is, is this guy ever going to kiss me? And the movie, like, who's going to kiss me comes up. It's like, it's, are you fucking crazy? I just know that this is going to somehow read our minds and fuck with us. And so I say, let's use it for medical purposes. Congratulations to people who can't speak. Um, I think this is an amazing breakthrough, uh, but for everyone else, it, I just can't. I mean, it's certainly fun and it's pretty amazing. Like I'm very impressed with the science of it all. Like what a world, what, thank you smart people for being out there and making things that save our lives. I still, when I think about the surgery I had, I'm like, how do they do it? But this I'm uncomfortable and now I must go get comfortable. And so must you. And so until next week, have fun. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home... Yes, cool. ...or attending one live... No! ...you can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement. Other restrictions apply.